Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome back, and we are glad you are here. This portion of the Bill Michaels Show is always brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network and the Thursday Night Huddle as well. Brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Go to BudLight.com. They've got great flavors. Cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, strawberry flavors, and brewed with a unique five-step filtration process and ensures a cleaner finish, no lingering aftertaste, only 100 calories. Love our friends from Bud Light. And we can't do enough for them. Thanks to uh, them for being a part of the program. As always, great people over there. Uh, time now to talk some Badger football. We get word that uh, only two existing uh, positive cases of COVID with student athletes. It looks like they're back on track to uh, at least hopefully play this game uh, coming up on Saturday evening against the Minnesota Wol- or uh, Michigan Wolverines. Jesse Temple covering the Badgers for the Athletic now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Jesse. Uh, so all things, at least right now, appear to be a go in, in Madison, right? Yeah, that's right. Wisconsin returning to practice and normal preparation today, and obviously not having positive tests in five of the last six days was the step that this program needed in order to move forward. It's certainly been a unusual two weeks with the cancellation of games against Nebraska and Purdue, but now Wisconsin is ready to play football, and I'm, I'm certainly interested to see, like everybody else, what this team will look like, who will be available, and just how this team responds from adversity. So do we know who the two players are that still have COVID? And we do we know if they will be back by the time the game is played on Saturday? Wisconsin does not release uh, individual names. Um, so, no, we don't know. I mean, it's been previously reported that quarterback Graham Mertz was one of the players initially that tested positive. And I think that's probably the question I've heard the most in the last few days. Uh, there's a 21-day return-to-play protocol. And I don't know specifically whether this is uh, correct. We're going to talk to Paul Christ in about 20 minutes here. But if he tested positive uh, on Saturday, then he, I think, should be available for this Michigan game. So, again, uh, need to find that out. But in terms of the rest of the players, uh, it's not something that the school has released, nor will they release. Okay. Then uh, the next question becomes, is Paul Christ back ready to go? 
Yeah, he should be. Um, after okay. Chris test is test positive, then um, they've got to isolate for 10 days. But, um, you know, in the previous week, if they had to play Purdue, he wouldn't have been able to come back until just a, a couple days before that game. But, uh, yeah, I, I expect him to be ready to go. Okay, so Paul Chris should be ready to go, which is good news. So now that being said, I guess what do you expect? I mean, this is a team that's had to take a couple of weeks off after they just finally get things cranked up. How how sharp do you expect them to be? I mean, what what do you, is there an expectation out of this team? We know that Michigan is a good team, not a great team, but give me your thoughts. Well, that's a that's a really difficult question to answer simply because we don't know what players won't be available. You know, we don't know specifically what days somebody tested positive. Let's say they tested positive a few days after that season opener against Illinois, then their 21-day uh, protocol situation would not be up in time for the Michigan game. So uh, I know Paul Chris has said before on his radio show last week that there's going to be different position groups that are down players. And obviously we're not going to know until kickoff who those players are. But uh, certainly Wisconsin – uh, faces a bit of an uphill climb. I know Michigan's been off to a rough start um, at at full strength. I certainly think Wisconsin goes in and wins this game, and the Badgers might do it anyway, but it's just a matter of who's missing, and right now we don't know who that is. The uh, the, the defense looked pretty good. The, de- the offense obviously looked really, really solid, but tell me more so about Michigan coming into this game, only for the fact that we know what we saw out of the Badgers, and it was all optimism, and it was, it was fantastic, but because you just haven't seen this team play, and I don't know what to expect right now, and we can talk about all the things we talked about going into the season, I'm more concerned about what, what Michigan is doing well and what Michigan is not doing well at this point. Well, I don't think their defense was particularly good against Indiana. Now, Indiana is having quite a season. That was the first time that the Hoosiers had beaten Michigan since 1987. They'd lost 24 straight games. Um, you know, I think this is starting to be, a, if it hasn't already, a referendum on Jim Harbaugh, who gets paid a lot of money to guide Michigan to a Big Ten East championship, and that has not happened. And right now it feels like the Wolverines are farther from that than they have been in previous years. They, they looked good offensively against Minnesota but then lost to Michigan State, and that was a week after the Spartans had turned the ball over seven times and a loss to Rutgers, and then obviously Michigan goes out and loses to Indiana. So Joe Milton is a tremendous talented quarterback, but I think there's a lot of areas that Michigan needs to shore up, uh, and I think, I think Wisconsin is the better football team. But like I said before, I don't know which players are going to be available for the Badgers, so maybe they won't be. Looking at the rest of the Big Ten, I, I got to admit, I had a lot of people that had texted me and said, uh, you know, the number three Ohio State Buckeyes only knock off Rutgers 49-27 as if they were supposed to, be, supposed to beat them 75-10 to 10 or something to that effect. But right now, the balance of power in the Big Ten, I still think Wisconsin can win the West, and I still think Ohio State is, is going to win the East. Um, that being said, as, as you watch this Ohio State team, are, are they just on a different level? Or if the Badgers, what we saw in that opening game against Illinois, if they accentuate those things, are they finally, is this that year in which we can finally say this is going to be a competitive game in the Big Ten championship game should the Badgers get that far? Well, it's been a competitive game the last couple of times, right? In 2017, Wisconsin was at midfield and one drive away from going to the college football playoff. And obviously last year, the Badgers were up by a couple touchdowns at halftime before Ohio State pulled away. I mean, there's been conversation that this might be the best Ohio State team in the last several years, which is saying something. But Justin Fields is right now the Heisman Trophy frontrunner. Think about this. He's thrown 11 touchdown passes. He has 11 incompletions all season in a couple of games. He's been outstanding. Um, They've got talent everywhere, but that's the way it is every season at Ohio State. They've got four- and five-star prospects. I certainly think Wisconsin is talented enough to give Ohio State a run for its money. Having said that, we got to keep in mind that the Badgers have to be able to play the rest of their regular season games. They have five remaining under the Big Ten tiebreaker 
protocols, a team has to play at least six conference games in order to qualify for the league title game. So uh, that's obviously means Wisconsin's up against it here, having to cancel two games. And the thing is, even if Wisconsin is healthy moving forward, there could be a situation where the other team Wisconsin is supposed to play has high COVID-19 numbers and can't play. And that would knock the Badgers out of the Big Ten West Division title uh, spot. So there, there's a lot to be determined. And another thing I'd throw out is that Purdue's sitting there at 2-0 and right now, and there's a chance that, let's say, the Boilermakers go undefeated, uh, and because they didn't play Wisconsin, maybe they get in and win the West because the Badgers weren't able to beat the Boilermakers in that game. So a lot to figure out before we even get to a Big Ten championship game. Talking with Jesse Temple, covering the Badgers for the Athletic. I, I don't know about you, but i got to admit, I, it's seeing Indiana undefeated, seeing some of these teams that you don't normally see near the top, seeing some of the competitive balance in the Big Ten, sort of like I said, Ohio State, who's just a different level. Uh, it's actually a little bit – it's fun. I, I keep waiting for Nebraska to be the team that everybody expects them to be, and, and and I think they've been disappointing. Iowa was supposed to be really good. I was obviously taking a loss to Purdue earlier this season. You've seen Minnesota not being able to row the boat early on. Give me your thoughts on the Big Ten as a whole right now. Well, I think Wisconsin's the best team in the Big Ten West, even though Northwestern's 3-0 and and Purdue's 2-0. Now, again, doesn't mean the Badgers are going to get to the – Big Ten championship if they don't get enough games to play. But uh, Ohio State is the cream of the crop. There's no doubt about it. And you're right. It is, it's more intriguing when some of the teams that you haven't seen at the top are there right now, including Indiana. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback, has really helped to transform that team. Uh, and you look at Penn State sitting there at 0-3, Michigan 1-2. and You mentioned Iowa 1-2 and and Minnesota 1-2. and One year after the Gophers were one game away against Wisconsin from winning the West Division and potentially challenging for a college football playoff spot. So it's really been a topsy-turvy year in the Big Ten. I wonder how much this unusual season with different protocols has played a role in that. Uh, But as long as we have games to play, then it's going to be fun that we have something to talk about. I uh, Peyton Ramsey transfers out of Indiana, goes over to Northwestern. He's been solid for them. Talk about the quarterback play and the fact that now Northwestern yet again ranked. Are they... Are they for real? Is that the team that you're going to look forward to and say that's going to be the team that you're going to have to beat, or is there another? Or do you still just think that the head and shoulders, the Badgers are above? I think Wisconsin is the best team. Having said that, the Badgers have to go to Northwestern and play, and traditionally, at least in the last handful of years, right. Evanston has been a difficult place for the Badgers for whatever reason. And I think what separates Northwestern this year is defensively. Um, they've been really good, and so – Wisconsin's going to have to bring it on offense. You know, you look, and, and Peyton Ramsey's been good. He's got three touchdowns, three interceptions, and he's completing about 67% of his passes, so he's getting the job done. But, I, again, I think Wisconsin is the best team. Now, it's only been one game, but they were dominant against Illinois. Uh, they had a quarterback performance unlike anything we've seen, uh, and I think, obviously, they have to figure out the running game. But, you know, we, I don't want to make too much of one game. It's, it's a small sample size, but I still think Wisconsin's the best team in the West. When you talk about the running game, Jalen Berger, he going to see action this season? I don't know right now. It's it's far too early to say. I mean, he was dressed for the opener, but he wasn't in the game. And I think if he was close, then he would have played late in that game. Wisconsin was up 42-7 to late, uh, and he was not in the game. All along, Paul Chris has said that there's been three guys that they've looked at at running back, Isaac Arendo, Nakia Watson, and Garrett Groshek. And so I expect those three guys to be the three moving forward. Now, I mean, anything can happen in a year like this. If you get knocked out because of COVID-19, then you'll have to use other players. And because this is a free year of eligibility, maybe coaches give different guys a look. But right now, uh, I think it's a little early for Jalen to see action. Good stuff as always. And uh, we look forward to hopefully having some Badger football coming back again this weekend. Jesse, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it, okay? Thanks, Bill. Take care.
Appreciate it, pal. Je- pal. Jesse Temple covering the Badgers for the Athletic. Find him on Twitter at Jesse Temple, at Jesse Temple. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. My friends, listen up. I've got two great winter getaways, uh, getaway ideas to think about. And wouldn't getting away from all of the noise right now sound awesome? Pine Mountain Resort. That's in majestic Iron Mountain, Michigan. Totally remote setting. Social distancing built right in. Pine Mountain consistently rated the number one ski resort in Michigan and in Wisconsin as well. That's how good they are. And uh, now when you book your ski weekend uh, and you get away before Christmas, you're going to get two lift tickets for free. That's a $110 value. Just go to PineMountainResort.com. That's PineMountainResort.com. Or or you can go to the iconic Four Seasons Island Resort. That's in Pembine, Wisconsin, just 78 miles north of Green Bay. Heck, they invented social distancing there. They're on an island, for God's sakes. You can enjoy over 400 miles of snowmobile trails, cross-country skiing, ice fishing, all in a remote setting near Wisconsin's picturesque uh, waterfall capital. Okay, you can enjoy some dining, plus the largest indoor pool and hot tub in the UP. And now you book your weekend stay before Christmas. You get a free night stay next spring. That's a $189 value. So go to the4seasonswi.com and book your social distancing getaway right now. That's the4seasonswi.com. Two great places, two great offers as well. And by the way, if you've been to Pine Mountain and you know what I'm talking about, uh, they're asking that uh, for the People's Choice Awards that you give them the nod. Uh, go to ironmountaindailynews.com. That's ironmountaindailynews.com. And you're going to find the hotel section when you click on the People's Choice Award. Scroll down in the hotels and click on them. And give them a nice uh, thumbs up because they do some great social distancing stuff there as well. The Pine Mountain uh, Resort uh, is a great place. And also the Four Seasons Island Resort. Both of them. Great getaways. Great ideas. Great offers. Stay tuned. Should be talking to Billy Sims coming up next. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. with us thanks so much uh, this portion of the program brought to you by friends of the biofuels association hey they uh they just want to say thanks because they've noticed that many of you have been taking the advice and uh being able to get out and get out there and purchase the unleaded 88 the e85 uh look they've got uh right now that new ev that new electric vehicle uh, from general motors uh the hummer uh the electric hummer that's out there holy mackerel that thing is uh, that thing's six figures, but it's, it's badass, no doubt about it. But think about it this way. It's an electric vehicle. Many of you buying electric vehicles. That's awesome. But if you still want to do something for the environment, you still want to do something for your pocketbook and still do something for the farmers and do it without spending six figures, uh, it's unleaded 88 and the 85. If you've got a flex fuel vehicle, you're accomplishing 85% of what the electric vehicles are doing uh, by putting the E85 in your vehicle and uh, you're spending half the money on the vehicle 
So uh, for all of you out there in the, quote, Bill Michaels universe, so to speak, give the E85 a shot in your flex fuel vehicle, or you can choose unleaded 88. That's in your car or your truck, and you can save some money and burn less fossil fuel along the way. And if you need more information as to why ethanol in your fuel is better, uh, and dispel a lot of the myths, because there's a lot of myths out there, visit abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. It's an easy decision when you think about it, uh, when you talk about the local farmers and producers and all that kind of stuff. And you can check out all the facts and figures again. Go to abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. So, again, abetterfuel.org. And that's from your friends at the Biofuels Association. And God knows we need to help the farmers out, right? Without a doubt. Hey, I had mentioned this earlier, and I want to bring this up uh, right now real quick. Um, I had received a a friend of mine had talked about uh, football in the state of Wisconsin. And um, they had reached out to me. Numerous parents have and just said, hey, they can't get the coverage. And I said, it's an interesting conundrum and not necessarily a full topic for the program. But I thought it was interesting um, because in, in Franklin, you know that the uh, the WIAA state tournament football tournament is going on right now. So there was a number of positive cases um, in the city of Franklin and in the Franklin High School uh, area. There's positive cases in the high school. They also have made the decision to shut down athletics and activities for the first time period as well. And they say, well, sort of. They effectively forfeited the last couple of games of the WIAA state tournament. However... The decision was made early on Saturday morning due to the increasing numbers that they allowed the school to play indoors with spectators. They've yet to make a final decision regarding uh, about the swim team and the dive team to attend the state competition next weekend, but the WIAA has made the bracket uh, essentially encompassing the top teams, Franklin, Muskego, Arrowhead, Menominee Falls. Uh, Franklin ranked number two in the state, and Muskego is number one in the state in Division One. Okay, uh, Menominee Falls, uh, number one in Division Two, by the way. Uh, what this says, and this is from a parent, is that uh, the mental health of our students involved in the school, uh, in school play, and the mental health of our student athletes involved in other sports is important. However, the mental health of our uh, student athletes involved in football is not. It has been, as it's been stated by the school officials and members of the school to play to, that they put a lot of work in, but they do not have an outbreak or an epidemic on the football team. They do have players who have been quarantined by the school due to close contact, however, but they do not have, have not had an outbreak or academic, uh, epidemic in the football team and the athletics. Additionally, it's been told to the parents by the administration that the decisions of the community in which others have participated in events outside of school without the use of masks was taken into consideration for the cancellation of the football team. Again, we do not and have had not had an outbreak of or uh, problems with the football team and, and when it comes to athletes. Essentially stating that the football team is not being punished or is being punished and discriminated against. In our preseason speech uh, by our own athletic director, uh, Mr. Jordan, uh, Jordan Hine, they had stated over and over again regarding the positive and substantial impact school athletics has on grades and on the student-athletes. In his preseason address to the parents, Mr. Hine provided the statistics at Franklin uh, that the students who are involved in athletics and activities have a cumulative uh, graded point average of 3.50 versus 2.61 for the rest of the student population. But they also quoted the UW study, which had been identified that sports do not increase the spread of the virus, yet this does not seem to have made an impact on any of the school administrators. So in other words, basically, 
they're canceling football, but they're not canceling the other sports and the indoor sports. But they're canceling the football team for the outside. And the football parents and the student-athletes are pretty pissed off about it. And there's no explanation specifically as to why. And uh, I appreciate uh, the parents that have reached out to me that said, hey, can you can you talk a little bit about this? I, I don't know enough as to the reasoning as to why they canceled football and not the other sports. That would be something that I would demand an explanation from the athletic uh, department, uh, from the administrators, from the principal. Why are you canceling something specifically um, when you're in the WIA state tournament and you're a favorite? specifically then why you're canceling this I, I i wouldn't know and if i'm a student athlete i'm pretty upset about it you know specifically if it's my senior year so i i, I don't know why they're canceling that but it does to me just from what i've read from a couple of different parents and other parents said that they're allowing others to go um and even though the cases are very high uh and the school is going to go virtual uh, they're going to cancel all activities. But apparently, according to them, according to the emails that I received, they're not canceling the indoor sporting events. Just virtual classes right now and not canceling the indoor events. So, again, that's something that they're going to have to take into consideration. I don't know. But for those that have brought it up, I completely empathize with you. Uh, I understand there's a level of frustration there. I, I can certainly put myself into my own skin when it comes to if I'm a student athlete, I would want to play. I would want to do everything I can to play and do everything I can to stay safe. But if I don't have an outbreak and my team is being shut down when all the other students in the populace are being told to go home, but yet we don't have it, I would throw my hands in the air and say, why are you punishing us? You know, if, if, if the dive team is not being punished, the swim team is not being punished, if indoor sports aren't being punished, why are you punishing us when we're on the cusp of maybe doing something great? I can see the frustration. So, um, you know, again, I, I hope it all works out, and I certainly uh, hope the best for the student-athletes who have pour, poured so much time and effort into this because uh, I do think it's a damn shame. I really do. COVID has screwed up so much this year, so much. I, I, I Like I said, I completely understand. Uh, 855-830-8648. Our buddy Lewis writes, my kids go to Franklin. Cases are very high. They announced today the school is going virtual, which will result in all activities being canceled as well, uh, effective tomorrow. So uh, as of this weekend, the indoor sports have not been canceled, but the football team has been. But if they cancel everything across the board, then fair is fair. And it sucks, but I understand it. But if you allow one set of sports to be played indoors and the outdoor sports not to be played, what kind of message are you sending? And that's, I guess, what the question has been regarding the parents from Saturday morning's meeting. So, uh, again, I hope nothing but the best, and I hope everybody stays safe. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to talk with Eric Branchick of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. In the meantime, Radio Joe Zinzola's got some things to talk to you about regarding his vehicle. That's right, and uh, I know Black Friday is right around the corner. It's hard to believe, but uh, at Hyundai West Dallas, they are – doing Black Friday every single day, which means you're going to have a chance to get a really good deal on a new or used car. And so what they're doing is when you walk in, they have this Black Friday Christmas tree and the tree's loaded with extra savings up to an additional $500 off. So when you make your best deal and then pull an envelope from the tree, you're going to earn extra savings, which is pretty darn good. And let me sweeten it some more. 
after you pull that card, if you mention my name, Joe Zanzola or Radio Joe, you will get an additional $500 off. So you pair that, that's up to $1,000 in savings. And if you are a veteran or first responder, this is just announced by Hyundai West Dallas, they will put an additional $1,000 rebate on all new vehicles for those very people. So if you're a vet, because we love our vets, and if you're a first responder, we love our first responders, it's up to almost $2,000 in savings on a new car at Hyundai West Dallas. That is awesome. Hyundai West Dallas, they were just recognized for their amazing reaction and actions to COVID-19. They still offer free masks to anyone that forgets theirs. They wipe the showroom down all the time. They use clean and sanitized desks and pens. They're wearing masks. And if you feel uncomfortable still, because believe me, they got everything taken care of when you walk in. But if you still feel uncomfortable They will either come out to you or they will work the deal outside. They want to make this happen, and they are thinking about you at all times. It's all happening at Hyundai West Dallas, where their ordinary needs to be extraordinary. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Glad to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show continues on, talking about uh, the weekend that was, the Green Bay Packers' place in the NFC. Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And I guess, Eric, uh, you see Tampa Bay fall. You see Seattle fall. You you know that uh, New Orleans was good. We didn't think they were great. Uh, but I guess what we witnessed this weekend was now the leveling of the playing field when it comes to the NFC, right? Well, it also goes to show a couple of things is that, you know, when the Packers lost to Tampa Bay and um, um, their other lot to the Vikings, that anything can happen. You know, it's a 16-game season, and you got things are going to happen. You're going to catch one on the, on the cheek once in a while, and every once in a while you're going to get put down. Um, I still think the Packers are <clears throat> a pretty good football team. Uh, but it's certainly, you're right, it certainly makes the NFC very interesting when it comes down to playoff time. The um, the, the Packers getting the win against San Francisco checked a number of boxes. Um, now, I don't know if it makes them that much better or just the same or what have you, but the fact that they won on a Thursday night after a Sunday game, the fact that they won you know, in spite of some of their injuries and their COVID cases, uh, the fact that they go to the West Coast and get a win. I mean, a lot of the things that you've been wanting them to do and beat a Shanahan team, they did. And you don't apologize for it. And then when you watch Tampa Bay get drilled the way they, they did, to see the, the Seattle defense give up the, the, the points they did to Josh Allen and get to Russell Wilson and turning the ball over. I, I go back to, like I said, you know, any given Sunday, you're absolutely right. But the the power rankings, they put the Green Bay Packers at fourth in the NFC right now. I was watching the NFL Network just a few moments ago. So are they still behind the likes of New, New Orleans? Obviously moves up because they've now beat Tampa Bay twice, and Seattle's still good because uh, Russell Wilson having an MVP type of season, and Tampa Bay beat the Packers. So uh, do you still look at the Packers as being a team that's still on the same level playing field, or are they just a step behind some of the teams above them? Well, I mean, it's hard to say right now. Uh, give me four more weeks, and I can probably give you a better answer on that. I think there's going to be games coming up here that are going to be decided on based on what personnel you have available to you, um, and not just with 
regular injuries, but this COVID thing is, is starting to heat up, and I don't like talking about it, trust me. Um, but the reality is, is we have to, when we're looking at the seat at the 2020 football season is, I mean, how, how, what, one of these times, you know, you had Cam Newton go down, but pretty soon you would think there's a really high likelihood that some other, you know, what if, what if Wilson gets it? What if Rogers, what if, what if Brady, you know, you can just throw some of those teams that are really, really, um, uh, reliant on their quarterback, how is that going to affect them long term? I mean, if they got to skip a game or two games, how is? I mean, that those are those are numbers that are going to hurt for that particular football team. So I, I don't know. Um, you know, I get asked all the time, where do I put them on that list of the top in the NFC? And you know, I, I would say they're definitely top four or five. Um, I don't think they're one or two. I, I think they got some holes on defense. They got some players that aren't playing up to their potential right now. And they need to to you know figure out the defense a little bit. They're able to get through it now with one another week after having uh, the new kid on the block, so to speak, out there at, at linebacker. So hopefully, um, hopefully they can they can make some strides. I mean, because right now it has to be internally. It cannot be from outside the organization. You're not going to just pick up a guy uh, that's working at Walmart and put him in the starting lineup, right? So um, it's going to be a coaching job. Uh, that's my my opinion on the whole matter. You hear about the the Packers trying to get the the Giants defensive lineman Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, and apparently they were hit in on him as well. And and you know the Giants didn't jump. Now it does take two to tango. I understand that, but uh, a lot of people today saying, look, the Packers are never going to open the wallet. They keep driving past the uh, drive through to try to get food, but nobody's throwing food at them for free because they won't spend enough money to actually buy it. Should the fans feel frustrated? Do you think? I don't know. I you know I. I don't think so. I, I think, you know, they, they every team makes a calculated gamble at the beginning of the season when you're looking at your roster. And all the signs were pointing up in a couple of areas. A, the signs were pointing up at the receiver room. You know, you had MBS who um, kind of came off of a rock, rocky second year. And when you look at the trajectory of, let's just say, Adams, Okay, so Adams, his second year, nobody wants to remember it, but the reality is the second year is he had hands made of stone. Um, and now he's developed into obviously probably the top one or two receivers in the whole league. And yet a guy that was they really liked with his rookie season and EQ. And, you know, last year he got, he got bit again, and this year he has not lived up to what they thought they had in game time performance. So, you know, you look at that and say, well, we're also going to run the ball. Do we need that? Where do we need to spend our capital? You know, we need more running backs that are, that are capable. We need more tight ends. Um, you know, so all those things kind of come into the flow and come into the work. And you know what? They miscalculated a little bit. Maybe MVS has a breakout performance last week where all of a sudden, you know what? The lights go on and he's able to do it. Maybe when Alan Lazard gets back, they're going to make that receiving core a little bit more than just Adams and then everybody else. Maybe on defense, they are going to get things put together at the linebacking spot, and Preston Smith is going to play the way they expected him to play, and Zadaria Smith is going to start doing things against the run that he hasn't done, and that goes for Preston Smith as well. And, you know, a couple of these young linebackers are going to step up. 
You know, I, I, I there's a lot of maybes there. I don't think right. you have to get frustrated. I mean, because the reality is you're working at I mean, we all know that the salary cap's going to go down next year. So they really have to be very conscious of what they do. And they got some big-name guys that are going to demand a lot of money, and they're not going to be able to keep them all. So they have to right now do some serious evaluation as to who they're going to keep. What did you so see out of Preston? What did you see out of Preston speaking of him in Thursday night's contest? You saw him a little better against the pass. That much is for sure. Um, he was able to, you know, he had a couple hit his swim move work, and again, he was going against probably a third or second team for sure tackle most of the night. Um, uh, still a little bit suspect in the run game. Um, that's kind of those are, you know, the the the, the run game can be fixed by just under by, by simple technique and by following the rules of football, basically um, the pass rush thing, you know, I, that's an internal thing that you got to put the time in and, and, and work on it. And, and this, can you do it in the season? Absolutely. Um, but whether it's going to happen or not, that's it's hard to tell. I don't know. It sounds but, like he's got an injury that he's working on too. So yeah. who knows? Talking with Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette, I want to go back to something you said. You said the run defense can be fixed. That's an internal thing. So is it just as simple as listening to the coaches saying it's gap discipline? Is it just that easy, or is there something else there? that? Cause what I see is guys not closing the gap, guys that are arm tackling, over-pursuing. I see a lot of different things that can cause you to have a bad run defense, but to me, the biggest thing is that guys are three yards downfield with a head of steam before the Packers even get a glove on them. Well, yes, yes, and yes to basically everything you said there. Is it, is it uh, a scheme? I, I don't know if it's scheme. I think it's just fundamentals. Um, you know, if they if you're lined up on the outside shoulder of a tackle and he down blocks and you don't feel any pressure, every level of football is taught you need to close the gap and be hip to hip with that tackle that's down blocking because they're coming at you one way or the other they're either not going to block you and throw a running back at you or they're going to pull somebody and you're or they're going to get loaded by a fullback so if you're in tight to that tackle and you make a big pile there now that running back's got to bounce outside and guess who's going to be standing there number 23 or number 20 or 37 all three of those guys are very good tacklers and they can get the job done. So, yes, do they need to close down? The other thing that happens is you see 10 guys doing the right thing and one guy doing a bad thing. So, give you for example against the 49ers, there was a play where at the point of attack, it was plugged up. Darius Smith was the outside backer. It was plugged up. If the, if the running back bounced outside, he would have been tackled for a loss. But instead, on the opposite side of the ball, Away from the, the point of attack, you had uh, um, Adams getting, Montrevious Adams getting driven four yards downfield. Well, now the running back can stick his foot in the ground and cut back in that spot, and it's a it's a gain that should have been a loss. So it's getting all the pieces together to fit in the right scheme because they, they call it run fits for a reason because everybody on all 11 players have a gap, or at least nine players have a gap with a safety that's going to be sitting deep, et cetera, et cetera. But you're going to, if they do it right, all of them up front, it's pretty good. When it's bad, it's really bad. So, you know, and I think, I think some of it is, is just that. It's getting one guy makes a mistake, and then yeah, this looks really bad. And it's, it's not the whole defense. It's just one guy. Good stuff as always, and we'll check back in later in the week, okay? 
Yeah, you got it. I hope you guys have a good week. Uh, hopefully we do. I'd like the weather to stay this way, but if we don't, we're still going to have a good week getting ready for football. Eric, always yeah, a pleasure, we can pal. Dream, can't we? Totally. Right, okay. exactly. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right. Good Enjoy. to talk to you. There you go. Okay. That is uh, our buddy Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80 plus, they've been doing it. Call them 844 Pride or go to SchneiderJobs.com. That's 844 Pride or go to SchneiderJobs.com. Hey, listen up. If you've been feeling down, Feeling a little bit blue, feeling uh, maybe a little bit uh, too much weight is on you, or maybe things uh, through the whole pandemic just have not uh, worked out in a certain area of the house if you catch my drift the way that you would like them to, um, and maybe you're not motivated. Maybe you just need to call my friends over at New Mail Medical. They can certainly help you out. They did me. They can help you out as well, and I go back to where I was on January 2nd of this year. I was sitting at 292 pounds, and don't get me wrong, it wasn't like I felt horrible, but I just didn't feel great. Now I'm 237. I feel great. I look so much better. There's so much more energy, different pep in the step. It's just, it's all been fantastic. And all you got to do is call 414-455-4451. One phone number for all their locations, 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. And just give them a buzz and see for yourself. You can check out my Facebook page and what I'm looking like now versus what I was looking like back then. You can also uh, say, okay, if you're suffering from brain fog or lack of energy, could be low T, maybe ED treatments you need, maybe supplements, maybe just uh, you know better energy and feeling better in general. They can do vitamins. Whatever it happens to be, they can do it for you. Call Newmel Medical Center today, 414-455-4451. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are back to work. After losing at home to the Vikings, Green Bay came back to beat the 49ers last Thursday night. They've not lost games back-to-back since Matt LaFleur took over as head coach. I think that's a credit to the players that we have, the coaches that we have just the way we attack it and that's an important part of a winning team in this league is you you got to avoid those consecutive losses up next the packers host the jacksonville jaguars who lost at home yesterday to the texans rookie jake luton started at quarterback jaguars head coach doug marone says gardner Minshew is dealing with a fractured right thumb gardner right now is not throwing so I, I, there's no decision really to make right now so i'm not really looking at the future because um you know i'm, I'm It's going to take me a while to get over this one. And Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari says it would have been unnecessary to make a trade for Texans wide receiver Will Fuller last week. I think you you look at our team, you look at our team throughout from top to bottom on the roster, and, you know, this is a Super Bowl contending football team. That's David Bakhtiari. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Day yesterday, sad day yesterday. Alex Trebek, after a, a two-year battle with pancreatic cancer, passes away, and did it with such. How, how do you die with class? How do you announce it with class and dignity? And Alex Trebek did everything with class and dignity. 
and uh, passing away yesterday. So a sad day as he loses that battle with pancreatic cancer. And and the, the one thing about it, when he announced it and the stage that it was, you kind of knew that 90% or more of people that have that at that particular stage, they don't come back. They don't recover from that. And as he stated, he fought the good fight and did everything he could and tried to work as much as he could. But uh, unfortunately, yesterday, Alex Trebek uh, succumbed to cancer. I, you know what? It's, it's always amazed me. And, and don't get me wrong. We have made unbelievable strides in cancer research and childhood cancer. And it's gone from a 10 to 20% survival rate up to 85% survival rate. And, you know, I, I get it. But damn, out of all the things in the world that continually hinder us, why can't we get that handle, that, that just solid hand grip on cancer? Choosh. Holy mackerel. So anyway, uh, sad day yesterday, Alex Trebek. And uh, and the Jeopardy world mourning his passing. Hey, real quick, I did want to make a mention, by the way, as well. Uh, Major League Baseball coming down on Justin Turner for leaving the doctor's office and uh, going through security to uh, celebrate a championship with his teammates at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, he issued a statement, uh, said the guys are uh, incredibly unhappy, you know, how things kind of went down. And uh, Max Muncie um, went off on the situation. As a matter of fact, the Dodgers' first baseman couldn't believe how everything kind of went down and the fact that uh, MLB was so quick to blame a guy that meant so much to him. Uh, he said he thought it was an absolute joke. The guy was our leader. He has been our leader uh, of this team for several years now. And on top of that, he's been a leader in L.A. Everything he's done on and off the field in the community, all the work that people have uh, been able to do and help, it's really PO'd me. The guy was more careful than anybody else on our team. Unfortunately, somehow he got into a bubble and wasn't supposed to be controlled by Major League Baseball, blah, blah, blah. He goes on there from there. And he also rips the media for guys that left the bubble covering the teams and then came back into the bubble and rips them for being a part of the problem and rips Major League Baseball for not handling them more uh, more vigorously, I guess. So Dodgers not happy with MLB coming down on Justin Turner. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. A lot more we'll take away from the weekend. Talk to Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider. Begin to wrap things up for our first Monday here. After a Packerless weekend. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.